Welcome to the 4th and Short Podcast. You're thinking it, and we're saying it. Here are your hosts, Jason, Matt, and Trent. All right, welcome in to the 4th and Short Podcast, week two of the NFL season. I am the self-proclaimed Steeler fan, Jason Feld, along with me, the Crimson Cowboy, the jubilant Crimson Cowboy, Trent Hemphill. He was not jubilant at first. He was not. We will get to that game. We also have the cheese head of the South, Mr. Matt Peterson, who's also pretty happy with himself today. Wasn't a bad day for the pack. But, uh, folks, all I can say uh, at the end of week, or almost at the end of week two, we got Sunday night football going on right now. Patriots and the Seahawks. Actually, uh, not a bad game. Not bad. It's just right past the two-minute warning uh, before the half, and it's tied 14-14. Uh, Russ is doing what he does, uh, but Cam is also playing up to snuff against the Seahawks. But as we near the end of week two, all I can say is that 2020 strikes again. Hide your kids, hide your wives, hide your husbands, because they injuring they everybody, out here. everybody out here. I'm telling yeah. you, I thought that I was in an episode of Oprah. You get an injury, and you get an injury, and you get an injury. Dude, like, I feel, I feel bad for... I mean, th- this just shows that preseason is needed. At least OTAs, at, at least being yeah. able to, to have a longer training camp. I had somebody call me and ask me what was going on because they kept getting so many injury updates, and I don't have yeah. an answer. But, but, I mean, how, how do you think they would fix this? I mean, because I mean, they're, they're, fo- they're not in their bodies are in plays. Their bodies aren't in football shape, though. Yeah. Like, the, that's what the whole offseason is for is to get into shape and they can't I, I i guess i guess i'll agree with that because i mean like when we hit the quarantine or whatnot the first week back in the gym it was like i got hit by a truck yeah as i was trying to go light too the only thing i can think of because somebody asked me that and i said that's that's one possibility the other possibility is because these guys were in quarantine and separated and the only thing that they had to do is work out was that they got over prepared and you know, maybe strain some of those muscles. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not into it like you guys are. But I mean, it could be. But I am going to dub this I Armageddon, uh, week two. So like let's. That. Thank you. It's let's clever. run down some of the injuries from this week because there are a ton, and some of them, some of them are maybe not quite as big as others, but some of them are just absolutely huge uh some of them are season changing yes season changing season ending all right so i'm just going to run through these real quick because i feel like you know since we've started talking about this this is the news of the day Uh, we'll get into the games great games uh fantastic games we'll we'll talk about this just a second but the number of injuries was just staggering and the number of names so uh we saw nick bosa uh, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo. We saw Raheem Moster all leave the game for the 49ers. Bosa's done for the year with an ACL tear. Uh, we saw Saquon Barkley. Now, can we stop and have a chat about this? I would really no, rather okay. not. David Johnson's still worse. Okay. David Johnson's still worse. I just want to say that I get so much crap for that. And yet, wait, 
who's laughing Wait. now? Hold who's on, hold on. Now? So, so you knew Saquon Barkley was going to tear his ACL this year? I knew that he was injured. Did you know Saquon Barkley was going to tear his ACL? Look, that doesn't matter. The point is, is that I'm getting the last laugh on this deal. Okay, who is in a worse situation right now, Jason? Because I'm pretty sure Jason's the number one team in our league scoring wise. Is he in a worse situation? I did score 100. I did score 150 points today without Saquon. But anyway, that's it. Saquon, uh, ACL tear, done for the year. Sterling Shepard goes out with a toe, toe injury. Uh, Tyrod Taylor for the Chargers doesn't even play because of a chest injury before the Who game. Who cares? Yeah, well, we'll get to that in just a second. McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. McCaffrey had a hamstring injury. Paris Campbell for the Colts has a uh, uh, has a, has an injury. doesn't say what it is. Malik Hooker uh, has an Achilles injury. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Devontae Adams had a hamstring injury. Cam Akers is out for the, okay. was out for okay. the game. Well, wait, wait. Devon, Devontae Adams is not bad. It's okay. We were just like, oh, we're slaughtering them. Okay, Devontae Adams, just don't do anything. Like, just chill. We don't actually need you. Okay. Uh, Drew Locke for the Broncos has a shoulder injury, has to leave the game. Byron Jones has an injury for Miami. Anthony Barr has an injury for the Vikings. Uh, Brashad Perryman and Chris Hogan both have injuries for the Jets. I mean... Uh, Tack McKinley for the Falcons had a groin injury. I, I don't... I mean, and that's not even to... You know, that that's just this week. That's not even people that got injured last week, people that were out before this week even started. Chris Godwin, um, in concussion protocol from last week, didn't even play Tyron in this Smith. game. Tyron Smith for the Cowboys. So my goodness. It is I mean, it, it was unbelievable. Uh, I, I don't I don't believe in my years of watching the NFL. I mean, we've seen injuries, obviously, but not that many. Not, not on this scale. I mean, in week two of the season, like, and it's not just, you know, no-name people who make no impact. It's like no. impact players. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 49ers defense, I don't even know if they're, they're going to be any good. I don't know. That, well, I mean, and, and depending on what happens with Garoppolo's health uh, and most right now. Eh. I've never eh, Garoppolo. Eh. No, I agree with you, but I mean, Nick Mullins. I mean, I don't have the drop, but Trent, would you say it? Who? Thank you. <laughs> so I, oof, I don't know, but we'll see what happens. All right. Well, we need to get into this stuff tonight because I have asked these gentlemen if I can take first and ten to deal with something that has to be addressed in the NFL today. First and 10. I'm just going to say that enough is enough. We can't be having this anymore. 2020 has been... I'm pretty sure that you started a segment last year with these exact same words. Enough is enough. I'm pretty sure if we go back in the archives, there's a first and 10 segment that's going to be about the same thing that started with enough is enough. Are you going to let me do this or not? Go. I, I'm shutting up. I'm going to let you mile long for the next 10 minutes. Thank, well, I, I hope I don't take that long. I don't want to take that long. Well, but, hey, hey, you're going to rant, through, but at the end, I got a shameless plug. So 
I'll let you shameless plug. I'll let you shameless plug away. All right. Enough is enough. Okay. Uh, 2020 has been bad enough. This obviously NFL season so far through two weeks with the amount of injuries that we had has been terrible enough. We do not need to go through the same garbage that we've dealt with, with the kickers in this league any longer. And just just to prove how bad it's been, just to prove how ridiculous that it's been, just to prove uh, how absolutely, unbelievably unprofessional and just, I mean, elementary that it is for kickers to not be hitting field goals. I did a little research. We do not advertise this to be a well-researched podcast. We do not advertise this to even be a well-thought-out podcast. But for this, I made sure that we had some facts to back up this argument. So I went back several years. This is the second year we've done this podcast. Last year, we had lots of opportunities and reason, good reason, I believe, to rant about kickers. All right, so I went back a couple years. In 2017, um, 21 kickers had 25 or more attempts, field goals. Uh, Only three of them were less than 80% in their field goal makes. And 31 total kickers, 31 total kickers that kicked PATs, out of all of them, only three of those kickers were lower than 90% in making point-after attempts, extra points. Six of them were perfect for the entire year. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that that was the last year where it was a close, a real close BAT. I think that was the year before they moved it back a little bit. Yes, it's been, it's been this is the third season. Not third. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, so 2018, the first season with the longer PATs. Still a chip shot field goal, am I right? For an NFL uh, field goal kicker, 33 yards? Should be. Should be. I mean, it should be a chip shot, they- but it, it did its job. Oh, it, it certainly it has difficult. done its job. Now, here's the thing. Uh, in 2018, uh, 21, again, kickers had a 25 or more attempts in field goals, just field goals. Uh, again, three of them, only three, had less than 80% attempt, uh, uh, success rate. Uh, and then there was one kicker who was terrible, and I'm going to call him out right now, but Chris Boswell for the Steelers had 20 attempts, less than 70% uh, success rate. He was awful. He was terrible. He was terrible. Now, however, he has turned it around because last year he missed two field goals all year and he's already been uh, good so far this year. So, um, and then 35 kickers in 2018 had uh, the opportunity to kick point after attempts, extra points. And only three of them, kicked at lower than 90% on their point after attempts. So more kickers had an opportunity to kick point after attempts, even after it got moved back and still only three of them kicked lower than 90%. And then all hell broke loose in 2019 and kickers in the NFL decided to smoke something, drink something, run around with who knows who and decided to completely lose their ever loving minds because last year we had 27 kickers who had 25 or more attempts. 10 of them had less than an 80% make rate. 10 out of 20, uh, 27, less than 80% make rate. Two of them 
had less than a 70% make rate. And I'm sure we can guess who those two were because they were darlings of this show. Yes, they were. Br- big old Brett. <laughs> one of them, Fire Brett Maher. Fire Brett Maher. And the other one was Mr. Vinatieri himself. Your guy. Hey, Brett Maher was automatic from 60 plus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Greg, or Greg Wap. Uh, Jason had an entire uh, spiel where he just begged Vinatieri to retire last season. And it, it worked. An entire, it was an entire, like, I don't know if it was first and ten and third and three, but you took up an entire section. And just I did. I did. And it was well worth it because there was absolutely was. no reason for that man to be kicking in the NFL anymore. And thankfully, he is not. So um, then last year on PATs, 27 kickers made PATs last year or attempted PATs. Six of them had less than a 90% make rate on uh, PATs. Whoa, whoa, Adam. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. How many teams are in the NFL? Yeah, but you got to think people get hurt, people get cut, stuff like that. So that's why there are more kickers than 32 that are. No, I said kicking. 27. I think I that that's. Oh, I think that's, that's 27. My, that's my point. That's 27 that made a certain amount. I did not write that down. Again, I, well, I'm, okay, I'm not even okay, quite sure okay. the I'm not even quite sure the Bengals scored a, a touchdown <laughs> yeah, last year. So hey, who's these uh, five teams that couldn't even score a touchdown and make a point after try? Well, uh, I'll let you figure that out. But anyway, we didn't claim again. We uh, that was my disclaimer at the beginning of this. We don't claim to be well uh, well uh, researched. So anyway, but Adam Vinatieri. You know why I ranted about Adam Vinatieri last year and why he needed to retire is because the man had a 78% success rate on PATs last year. There is, in the words of Charles Barkley, that's terrible. That there's no reason for that in the NFL. So, and then look, last week I didn't rant on kickers. I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to kickers. It was a great first week of the NFL. Okay, but as I began to do a little research and think about this a little more. I've been to realize, actually, it was the Monday night game, watching my new, my new hated old NFL kicker, Steven Gotzkowski, miss three field goals, three field goals in a game, and one missed PAT. Now, winner, to, to his credit, he, didn't bring, he did make the game winner, and I'll give him that. But you, you didn't even need to be in that department, in that place, if you would made one of those three before this. Ten kickers had at least three attempts in week one, and only one of them was perfect. There were, there were 25, 24, 25, I believe, total missed kicks in week one, including six missed PATs in week one of the NFL season. We talk about injuries being a reason for the, uh, the preseason or OTAs or whatever. What in the world are the kickers doing around? Sitting on the couch, sucking on sodas, eating Twinkies? Come on, kickers. Get your act together. Sodas and Twinkies is your go-to, huh? That's where we went with this. I like it. Maybe they I, really, maybe they really did need the 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 preseason. I mean, honestly, kickers, you have one job. The kickers have one job in the NFL. You don't have to worry about throwing. You don't have to worry about making reads. You don't have to worry about running routes. You don't have to worry about tackling or or blocking. You don't have to do any of that. You have to kick the ball down the field through the uprights. That's it. You can practice that in your backyard. Yep, that's true. You are only have to be in shape. (laughs) Right. How many fat kickers have we seen in the NFL? 
You want to eat your Twinkies and drink your soda? Go for it. But at least practice. All right, I'm done. Uh, shameless plug. Go for it. Today we witnessed the return of Legatron. And it wasn't even his field goal game winner that was the best. Yes, for those of you who don't know, it's Greg the Leg, Greg Zerline, a.k.a. Legatron. And let me tell you, his lack of field goal – I don't even care about his field goal kicking. He did make a game winner, but it was that beautiful onside kick, which we will get to later. Uh, That that was not a beautiful onside kick. If it gets recovered, it's beautiful. I don't care what anybody says. We will get to that later. That's right. All right. Uh, I have I have used up all my energy. I want to talk about positive things. We have been gloomy to start this episode. Wait, wait, who's we? When, when, when it's all of us, or when, when it happens to one of us, it happens to all of us, Matt. Okay, okay. It's true, we're a team. Hey, That's right. so this gloomy. episode can be like the Cowboys-Falcons game. Ooh, good idea. Yeah, it was terrible to start, and it's going to it's gonna end on a bang. Yeah. So listen. I said that was actually really bad all the way through for the most part. Yeah. Like, like it just didn't look like it was going to come out good, and then somehow you managed to pull that out at the end. There were glimmers of hope throughout. There were there were sprinkles. Okay. All right. Well, let us begin with all of these games. Second and long. All righty. Game recaps, week two. Some of these we'll spend a little bit more time on. Some of them we're going to run through. First one, I just want to mention briefly, if you guys have any thoughts, you can give it to us. But uh, Chicago defeats the Giants 17-13. to 13. Uh, I, I, I don't, again, there's not much to say about this game. The Chicago scores the first 17 points. The Giants score the final 13. And there you go. You what know the whole game. Winner of a game. You know the whole game just by me saying that. Um, hey, but the Bears are two and zero. Yeah, yeah, they shouldn't be. Yeah, that, exactly. No, uh, the biggest headline from this game, obviously, Saquon getting hurt. That, I was just it. about to say, yep, Saquon going out. The Giants honestly might have been able to pull this one out if they'd had Saquon the whole game, um, because they figured out how to stop Trubisky, which is again not hard. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, the Bears should be the Bears should be one and one. And if Saquon doesn't go out, maybe they're zero and two. Um, they're a bad drop and a bad injury away from, from being 0-2. So not much to say there uh, about either one of these teams. All these right. These are two such mediocre teams. Oh, yeah. Suck. They're just they're just me. I wouldn't even say mediocre. I would say oh. below average. Yes. And the Giants now, forget it. Forget it for the Giants. I mean, they have nothing going for them right now. Who would they take with a first-round pick this year? Uh, That's a good question. I think it was I an offensive remember. lineman. I think it was an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. A lot good they're again. Another, they're getting another good first round pick. Uh, do you think maybe that I know uh, um, no, Devontae Freeman? Trade. No, no, they they're won't. not going to trade. But Devontae Freedom, uh, Free, Freedom Freeman went to uh, visit with the Eagles, and obviously they haven't signed him yet. Do you think uh, the Giants pulled the trigger on somebody like that, trying to bring somebody in? Because I mean, surely they're not going to rest on Wayne Gallman and Deion Lewis. I mean, Devontae Freeman is a starter like he started 14 games for the falcons last year yeah and and he would be in the same vein as uh saquon as far as your game plan yeah you can't you can't you can't give up on their season after two games you can't do that you gotta gotta see how this plays out so you got to make the moves especially pick up somebody 
especially since you got football team and the Eagles in your division too. Yep. All right. Oh gosh, the Eagles are trash. We'll get to oh, that though. Yeah, we will. Uh, hey, we're not going to wait any longer, Trent. I, I just want to go ahead. We're going to talk about it right now. We're going to talk about the game of the day. Uh, the Atlanta okay. Falcons and the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's world. Dallas wins forty to thirty nine. However, that that does not even. Say, I'll, I'll let me say a couple things about it, and then I'll let you uh, let you talk away about Dallas. So. It was an unbelievable game. If you did not see any of the highlights, if you have no idea what happened in this game and you're just looking at that score and thinking, oh, this must have been a close game. This was not a close game for, for much of it. It was 20 to nothing Falcons early. It was 29 to 10 at the half. Uh, and yet... Cowboys were down 15 with less than five minutes to go. I, I just, I mean, we were texting back and forth through this whole game. Uh, well, I, I'm not going to steal your thunder. Trent, go ahead and give us your thoughts, your reaction. Okay, so real quick, I, I looked it up. ESPN Stats and Info had uh, when a te- with a te- teams with a 15-point lead going into f- the last five minutes of the games were 1,875 and six. So only six teams ever have lost well since they started counting that kind of stuff uh well now it's seven because the falcons just know how to lose i guess Um, (laughs) i wonder how many of those were the falcons (laughs) so somebody somebody at church tonight asked me uh how dak finishes a game with 450 passing yards and only one rushing touchdown or passing touchdown excuse me and my response was um he had three rushing touchdowns uh which is true he did um but the biggest takeaway on offense here and i'm gonna stop talking about the offense um because that clearly was not the problem i mean we were down you know other than the fumbles whatever uh but we were down our starting left tackle all pro tyron smith and our starting right tackle who was graded as the number two best right tackle in football last year um so Without them, it's it's hard to win without your starting tackles. I mean, they're kind of the most important linemen. Uh, but uh, C.D. Lamb, wow, that kid is special, and mm-hmm. he is he, he is, looks I mean, he looks like a kid who played football and paid other kids to do his homework, <laughs> and still probably. only got C's because if probably. they did anything better than a C, they would know that they were cheating. Yeah. So. Um, I will, I will admit, and I told, I told my wife publicly, I will admit this on the podcast. I am still so pissed off that the Cowboys did that to me today. So I'm <laughs> mad that we won. You're mad, mad that you won. <laughs> because no way, shape, or form should the Cowboys have had any business winning that game. Any at all. You didn't win. The Falcons lost. No, no. Dan Quinn better be fired tomorrow. So we're starting it, boys. Hashtag fire Dan Quinn for the Falcons fans. Or you Falcons fans. That's hey, for you. Okay. That, I'm working on the assumption that he's gone before next week. So I would like to Oh, have, he better not even be on the plane look, back I would from like Dallas. To, I would like to have a eulogy right now. So, Jason, could you start us off by saying a few words? <sighs> yes. Let me say a few words for uh, – the Falcons fans that are that are listening. Yeah, let's hear it, hear it. it began several years ago 
you were up 28 to 3 <laughs> and that it all came crashing down and it's been a slow painful hard saddening fumbled away lots of passing yards but no wins to show for it a bearded goateed death from the sidelines Okay, gotta say Matt, something. Matt, Matt, take it away. Preach Dan, it, brother. Preach it. Dan Quinn, you share the same name as my older brother. You've been the Falcons for a while. You never really done much good. That's about all I got to say. Trent, which Trent, do you have anything to add? Dan Quinn, I know you had the Legion of Boom, and that was really the only bright spot of your career was your time as the DC in. Seattle when you won a Super Bowl. However, clearly you forgot how to coach a special teams uh, organization who doesn't know how to dive on an onside kick. Just, just, just a heads up, Dan. The ball doesn't have to travel ten yards for your team. Um, so, I, I just hope that the that you don't fall off the plane or get tossed out of the plane on the way back to Atlanta. What a way to end your coaching career. Because I'm already on the assumption he's fired. How a way to end it on a week? What a that week way to go out. What a That's week what I was going to say. Out. Those guys not diving on that ball at the end of that game is coaching. That is That's a huge coaching failure. Like, there's what? nobody left. There's nobody left for him to scapegoat either. Because they already fired everybody else last year, and they still suck this year. So now maybe they'll be like, "Gee whiz." There's nobody left to fire except Dan Quinn. I, if Arthur Blank is an owner that ever, ever, ever wishes to sniff the inside of a Super Bowl, then he has got to fire Dan Quill. Quinn. Because if he doesn't, then you have just said to your team and to anybody else that would ever want to come to your team that you don't care or you have absolutely no idea what you're doing yeah so this okay, is what we have. so real quick and yes real quick and then i'll be done um if you uh according to matt my twitter account is gold uh so if you ever want a good laugh and during a game yeah. like today go look at my twitter account um because literally i use it for one thing uh really it started last year with the hashtag fire brett Maher. Uh, and this, uh, regrettably, I hate to inform all you uh, Dallas Cowboy fans out there, uh, today was the first time in my life I have turned the game off. Like, I quit watching it. All right, get however, it out there. Get it out there. However, I did come to my senses a few moments later. I told my wife, <laughs> I've calmed down. I'm going to turn the game back on. And then I... As, ask Matt. I Twitter bomb the crap out of the Cowboys after that. Um, uh, and then, real <laughs> quick, that is actually the second biggest comeback of Mike McCarthy's career. And Matt, you probably remember the first largest uh, was in 2013. They trailed who? The Dallas Cowboys by 23 and won 37 to 36. Mm. So, uh, yeah, what good job, Cowboys, for sticking Arthur in there. Knows how to win in uh, AT and T Stadium. No, really, that that yeah, 
Mm. So what, what a game, you know. what a game. It yeah, was it was, game. it was, it, again, I, I'm pretty sure I almost had a stroke or a heart attack or some kind of, uh, I mean, my heart was literally, it, it nearly leapt out of my chest. <laughs> I, I was thinking that like, earlier as I was watching oh. this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I, I mean, the only thing that I can probably think of that as far as the roller coaster of emotions that you must have experiencing was that playoff game that the Steelers had against the Bengals a few years back. Um, that that that's the only thing that I can think of that I've ever experienced because I did turn that game off and then somebody told text maybe one one of you guys texted me and told me to turn it back on right at the end after Hill fumbled. Uh, but yeah, fantastic. All right, uh, we have let's just finish this off. Put a nice bow Speak, on it. Speaking of Bengals, we had an Andy Dalton sighting today. I was gonna say I thought I heard something uh, about Dalton coming in the game. Was that what did and Dak he get injured? Threw an incomplete pass to the back of the end zone. Yeah, well, yeah, it's about uh, right. Dak got hit pretty hard. Uh, okay. He's fine. Okay. Well, let's just finish this off. We have one last thing to say to Dan Quinn. Yep, it's yeah. exactly what we think. All right. Uh, well, speaking of uh, our teams, let's uh, just talk briefly about uh, those G men up in uh, the Green Bay. Uh, they defeat the Lions 42 to 21. Uh, kind of took a little while there, uh, Matt, for uh, Green Bay to get Slow. going for the, ch- yeah, the Chiefs' heads. Uh, Rodgers has a solid game, nothing to, to, you know incredible to write home about. Two forty and two, but Aaron Jones uh, is the story. He has like three hundred yards if they didn't drop passes. These receivers drop like no joke. Six passes in this game. Basically. I did see that well, a couple of times last year. Yeah. Mm. Hey, don't look now, but Green Bay is currently averaging forty-two and a half points per game. That's our average. That's insane. This Green Bay team might just be really good this year. Yeah, we we've been. We need to play off-season. a real opponent. I, I this next week is going to tell a lot. Who's on the docket for you next week? Saints. Ooh, yeah, that'll tell a lot. Ooh. Is it um, in? Is it in? Oh yeah, it's in. C- uh, New I was Orleans. supposed to be going to this game, but the work canceled the tickets because of the coronavirus mm. Mm. that's it that's, sad. that's hard uh yeah at, we've been talking or we talked a lot in the offseason about how we weren't sure what the nfc north is was going to happen we figured the packers would be coming out but i mean there wasn't anything to know for sure uh yeah the packers they might be the real deal i mean it, it seems like their defense is least they locked it down uh no, defense the, is still shady uh, the floor took him into the the into locker room and basically had a are we men or are we mice speech with them, <laughs> and then they came out and they played better. Yeah. But our defense is still suspect. I cannot Not a good runner, then you're gonna destroy us. Yeah, I cannot overemphasize. And and speaking speaking of that, I cannot overemphasize. And I think this has been the theme for his career: how much Matt Stafford is being wasted in Detroit. All of that talent because he doesn't have a running game Terrible. to support him. It's it is, it's a shame. It's one of the biggest shames of the NFL. You know, we talk about how underrated Russell is, um, but I mean, he does win, and he's got a decent supporting cast around him. But Matt Stafford, for a, a, a quarterback that has all the talent and nothing, nothing to show for it, because of the team that's, that's been assembled, absolutely around him. nothing. That's it's it's terrible. I did see a stat the other day that the Lions fired Jim Caldwell off going nine and seven 
and in the last what three seasons that they've had Matt Patricia, they have not gone nine and seven. He's got nine wins total. Ouch. Yep. Ouch. Plus side, Lafleur still has not lost to anybody inside of our division. Well, this year I don't think you have to worry about that. Oh, changing that, that it division. All. The Vikings Terrible. are trash. It's, I told you, five and eleven. I'm feeling really good about that. No, they'll still I don't even be, know if they'll, they'll get there. Well, let's, let, let's let's talk about them real quick. Uh, they played the Colts in Indianapolis. Colts win 28-11. Uh, Matt, I'm going to give you a few moments to to just bask in your glory because Jonathan Taylor. I freaking called it. I said it. I said it before the season started. Yeah. He is a franchise building block. Now, part of this is because he's been given the opportunity right now with Marlon Mack being out, but he is taking because he played the Vikings. It was gonna happen. You know it was gonna happen. He was gonna beat out Marlon Mack even if he doesn't get injured. No, I you know, I, I knew it was gonna happen. It was a question of when he wasn't gonna beat him out in week two. Yeah, I said about three or four, but yeah. Yeah, it's just a little early, but yeah. And it's a good thing because Philip Rivers is out there doing what Philip River does, throwing it out the back of the end zone, throwing ducks. Uh, so thank goodness, thank goodness if you're a Colts fan that you have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the only thing I want to mention about uh, the Vikings is the fact that apparently Kirk Cousins, somebody told him that every single one of his games is primetime. Oh, he sucks. He had a 15.9 passer rating today. It's not good. Dude, dude, I've been telling people for years, since Kirk Cousins was in Washington, the dude sucks. I don't care yeah. what kind of numbers he puts up. He is not a good quarterback. No. It's, I mean, He's it's... not. Cam Newton won an MVP. He is not a good quarterback. That's rough. Yeah, it's mm. rough. Rough, rough, rough. Like, Kirk Cousins has never been a franchise quarterback. He wasn't worth the money that the Vikings gave him. He wasn't worth the franchise tag money that the Redskins gave him. Excuse me, the football team. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, he just wasn't – he just wasn't worth any of that. And, it, and it's – I love it. I love it because it's starting to show. It's finally starting to show. Yeah. Oh, it's the whole world is taking good notice that Kirk Cousins is terrible this year, especially. Uh, and I think maybe one of the reasons why this is definitely not total reasons, uh, but I mean, he's thrown the ball like entirely when he does, because he's hardly thrown the ball at all. He had 113 yards, three interceptions today. When he's thrown the ball, he's like thrown it entirely to Adam Thielen because on the other side of the ball, Stephon Diggs is now in Buffalo. So let's talk about Buffalo because they are doing exactly what we said they would do. They found the missing piece, and Buffalo is clicking. Now, I think this game in division, and then there was a big delay for Lightning, and so it was, it was a closer game than I think probably you give this game five more minutes, I think the Dolphins win. They might have. But anyway, Buffalo wins 31-28. Um, let me say this about Buffalo. Josh Allen, he's the real deal. Uh, and and they played it, the Dolphins, right? I, I yes. know. I know it was the Dolphins. Okay. I know it was the Dolphins. Ooh, Russ. It was Ooh. a close game against the Dolphins, right? 
Josh Allen is still the real deal. Uh, Josh last Allen, week you said he was uh, so inconsistent. Fake news. Fake news. Allow, let's, let's let's calm down, Jason. Allow let's, me let's to change down. my mind. Allow me to change my mind. Josh Allen, twenty four for thirty five. 417 yards. He is the first Buffalo quarterback to have back-to-back 300-yard games since Drew Bledsoe. That's that's a long time ago. They play yeah, but how many quarterbacks have they gone through since then? Exactly. They had four he had four touchdowns and yes, he should have done it against Miami. Certainly. But he was doing it against the teams. How many times have we talked about quarterbacks that have struggled against crappy opponents he was doing it against teams that he should have been doing it against who did who did he do that against the week before this the jets is that right jets yes so sure i'm just i'm just checking what in the world is going on friend got the uh seahawks and the patriots are scrumming it up on the sideline i don't know what that was about uh anyway okay here's arguing over I don't know. Which, <laughs> somebody, don't know. Which somebody, head coach smokes more weed. No, somebody, somebody told Russ he should have handed it off instead of passing it. Anyway, um, that's a Super Bowl joke. Yeah, we got it. We got Thank it. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna come punch on another hole in your wall. Yeah. yeah. So the one thing I want to. It looks like Met, Metcalf told Gilmore he burned him. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did earlier in the game. He did. So the one thing I want to say about Buffalo, uh, besides the fact that Josh Allen is a man's man, uh, is that I was not sure how Stephon Diggs was going to fit in Buffalo. We had questions about Stephon Diggs being overrated. We had questions about him just being a flashy receiver, making you know crazy plays, but not being a solid number one. Stephon Diggs, again, it's Miami. We're not going to overreact here. But against Miami, 153 yards on 10 receptions and a touchdown. Uh, he might be, again, the answer that we said Buffalo needed. Uh, like you said, Keep in Trent, mind, Miami's top corner did get hurt. It's true. Uh, Fitzmagic almost pulls it out of the hat, uh, almost pulled the W out of the hat. He had 328 and two. Um, That's what I love about Fitzmagic. I just love the guy for that reason. Yeah. The, the, the one thing that I uh, am kicking myself for is right before the game i dropped mike gesicki off my fantasy team because they were playing the buffalo <laughs> defense and the man decides to have 130 uh, yards and a touchdown so uh wonderful um so let me let me ask you this i don't want to spend too much more time on this but let me get your thoughts real quick does buffalo have enough Ooh, nice pass by russell wilson and dropping it in there um does Buffalo have enough to get to the Super Bowl? Uh, I, and I'm saying this from no. the standpoint of who all they have to go through because they have to go through it. I mean, Kansas City, Baltimore, New England in their own division, Steelers, Kansas. Uh, I mentioned said Kansas City already, uh, but Houston, Tennessee. Here, here's here's where the the Bills are going to lack experience. See, but we've been saying that for a while. Don't they have experience? As, as long as Patrick Mahomes is in Kansas City and healthy, I don't know if anybody else is going to the Super Bowl in the AFC. Yeah, like I, the I mean, that's, that's hard to argue. I just think the Chargers shell-shocked the Chiefs because they came out and punched them in the mouth 
with their offense. Yeah. And then kind of their defense just held Mahomes in check. I mean, at the end of the game, Mahomes showed everybody who who's boss. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I think we'll, we'll get to that game, but yeah, you know, yeah we'll I, I, I think the bills, the bills will just, their experience, their lack of experience will show. Um, I think that they have, know. they have the tools and have to decide to do it. Okay. They All right. have to make the decision. Um, we talked a little bit about them before, but the 49ers uh, played the Jets. Uh, they win 31-13 in a game we all expected this to be the outcome. First play of the game sets the tone. 80-yard touchdown run by Mostert. Um, and it was all downhill for the Jets from there. But it wasn't a great game either for the 49ers from the standpoint Dude, of the injury. it was downhill for the 49ers. Yeah, they lose Mostert. They lose Bosa to the ACL. They lose Garoppolo to a high ankle sprain. Um, so we've got a lot of questions about the Solomon 49ers. Hill. They lost yep. Solomon Hill. Yeah, on the won offensive the battle, line. They lost the war. Yeah, for sure. Dude, that, that's a game. And what sucks is against the Jets, that's a game they probably could have played all their backups anyways and still crushed them. Yep. So that's what's terrible is to see your starters go down against essentially a really good college team. And I don't even know if they'd be really good in, in college. The Jets. Oh, come on. They still kill him. The Jets really know, might be. Joke. The Jets really might be the worst team in the NFL. I mean, I know it's it's hard to say after two weeks, but uh, I I'm feeling good about one in fifteen. I mean, I don't I don't know how the, anybody they're going to beat anybody. So, um, speaking of another terrible team, uh, the Rams take on the Eagles in Philadelphia. The Rams win thirty-seven to nineteen. Rams are clicking to start this game. They lead twenty-one to three. They give the Eagles some short field by muffing a punt uh, and allowing them to come back in, but then they kind of take off at the end. Jared Goff is back to what he was two years ago, a safe, sure passer, not taking a lot of risks. And He's uh, played some very suspect defenses, too. And, and what a way to get your confidence back. I mean, you might as well. Uh, and Tyler He-Man Higby, five for 50 or four and three touchdowns. Dude uh, so killed it in the red zone for the Eagles. Not much to say more about the Rams. The Rams spread it around uh, on the run game, different running backs uh, taking it. So uh, obviously they lost Cam Akers. We mentioned that before the rookie, the Eagles. I'm really liking my three and 13 call for the Eagles. The um, Eagles look terrible. It's bad. It no, really is I bad. Will, I will say this though. On, on this, the day of I Armageddon, the most injury-prone player in the NFL didn't get hurt. You know, and I, we're going to talk about them next, but the same thing was with James Conner. Of all the weeks not to get injured, James Conner doesn't get injured. Of all the weeks not to get injured, Carson Wentz doesn't get injured. Again, 2020. What, what else are we to say about this? Hey, um, I'm glad James Conner didn't get injured. I, I hated know. him. <laughs> I know you did. Uh, but anyway, Wentz goes 26 for 43, 242, two inter interceptions. He's got decent support on the ground, but he's got nobody to make plays in the wide receiving core. I mean, nobody. The Eagles team looks very uninspired to me. Awful. They look awful. Why? Why, do they, why are they so bad? Is it because of a receiver situation? It can't be just that, right? Dude, they don't have an offensive line. Their defense is trash. 
I mean, Nelson Aguilar is still their best receiver, and he doesn't even play for them. I mean, they're they're not good. This is it's this got to be the beginning of Doug Peterson on the hot seat, right? Uh, I mean, it has dude, to be. dude, he brought a Super Bowl to Philly. Nick Foles brought, brought a Super Bowl to Philly. He could go out there and he could shoot the governor or the mayor of Philadelphia. Or he could go out there and shoot Rocky. And but that's the thing. He's in Philly. They're, whoa, they whoa, whoa. Rocky's an American hero. <laughs> yeah, I know he is. But he's from Philly. He's in yeah. Philly. That's the thing. They do not have patience in Philly. No, I mean, they don't. Sure, They will won. burn Doug Peterson's house down. Right? So I maybe, think maybe this I'm is... Maybe giving too much credit. I think you are. This is, I think, very similar to Dan Quinn last year. Uh, Dan Quinn was given a pass for a lot of last year because of a lot of injuries. Uh, Doug Peterson given a pass last year. No one even really said anything about him being the, uh, in the hot seat. But we got to be talking about that now. Because, I mean, other than Alshon, who – how much is Alshon Jeffrey bringing to the field if he's there? Uh, that's going to change things for them. Uh, this, this team, it's uninspired. They're playing terribly. Uh, they, they just, they just cannot get anything going at all. So yeah, Doug Peterson, hot seat. All right. Um, let's talk about my, my team, my Pittsburgh team. They beat the Denver Broncos 26 to 21. Um, I think the story of this, uh, game, at least for the Steelers is the defense, the defense that was there for most of the game in the first half, then like disappeared for the majority of the second half and then came back for like the last three or four minutes. Uh, I don't I don't know what happened there. They still had seven sacks, which is fantastic. TJ Watt is an absolute monster. Yes, I said um, the Packers should get him. Yes, you did. No, the Cowboys should have gotten him. <laughs> and neither one of you did. Said we uh, took Taco. Sorry, buddy. Um, but they let def- they let Denver come back in the game with a backup quarterback. I I I mean, Jeff Driscoll of Florida fame and backup in Detroit last year. He was so bad that they, would, they, they, they couldn't even keep him over David Blau. Um, and yet he comes in and tries to bring them all the way back. Now, thankfully, now part of that, I think, was the offense not being able to stay on the field against Denver's defense, which is, is still pretty decent. Um, and again, in all the injuries, James Conner is not one of them. Now, uh, uh, Claypool for the uh Steelers rookie wide receiver out of Nor- Notre Dame um has 81 yard touchdown uh his first uh so that was that was good but uh I don't really have much to say about this uh, I think for for uh Pittsburgh they played the Giants in Denver uh, I'd like to see a little more consistency throughout the game uh the offense still doesn't look completely right um so hopefully by week 3 they'll have things figured out all right on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where TB 12 gets his first victory uh, as the Buccaneers quarterback 31 17 over the Carolina Panthers and kudos um, to Mr. Tom Brady. He is the second player in NFL history to reach 75,000 passing yards behind only Tom Brady. Uh, That is now 10 consecutive losses for the Carolina Panthers uh, they've given up 20 plus. You mean points behind in- only Wait. Drew Brees, right? Or Drew Brees. Say, what, what did I say? Tom minute. Brady? Yeah. You said uh, Tom Brady. Bad. Yes. But Tom Drew Brady's Brees. second to himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coincidentally, um, he's also 75,000 years old. 
This is also very true. Um, so for Tampa Bay, uh, they don't have Chris Godwin, but that's not a problem because they have a Mike Evans. He is 104-1, and one, uh, Tom Brady's favorite receiver. And Leonard Fournette uh, starts this game uh, after getting acclimated to the offense last week and has 103 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Oh, Cam Newton picked off. Um, he has Because he sucks! Run- yes. Because he tried to throw. Yep, and that too. Uh, he had a long run in the fourth, uh, Fournette did, uh, that kind of padded his numbers but, but still looked uh, pretty decent. Uh, Carolina is just really out of sync in the first half of this game. Couldn't finish drives. Um, c- tried to put uh, it together in the McCaffrey second half. the ball. Well, and that's, again, the thing we talked about last week. If you're not going to run your, your offense through your best player, then you can't expect to win. Matt Rule needs to figure that out. And the sooner he does, the better off he'll be in the NFL. For both of these teams, I don't, I'm not sure what this game tells us. Um, I mean, Tampa Bay should have won this game. Carolina just doesn't really have anything altogether. So, I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll see. I, I think Tampa Bay last week was one thing with them playing the Saints. That was Brady's first game in, in the season, in the uh, uh, the new system with Arians. So, I think they need to play somebody somebody respectable. They, they're they're going to get it. They're going to get it figured out. Like I said, I'm on this hype train. I'm right or ride or die on this hype train. I so I'm are. taking this baby all the way, okay. all the way to the end of the line, wherever that line is. I don't know where it is, but I'm taking it to there. Well, speaking of hype trains, which hype train you got? this one kind of stalled a little bit today. It still looked good uh, for a lot of it. And I'm still on the train, baby. Uh, Jags might have lost, but I'm still on the train. They lose to Tennessee 33-30. to I was waiting to get to this game because I'm not on the train yet. But they might have something going down in Jacksonville. I was surprised. I was very surprised by this. Okay, okay, we got two on the train. Two on the train? Because Tennessee's defense is good. And Jake Robinson and all train. Are you on the train? No, I already said I'm not on the train. Oh, boo. But <laughs> I think they might have something going because yeah. James Robinson ran all over that good defense. 102 yards. Gardner Minshew threw all over that good defense. 30 for 45 and three touchdowns. I mean, it. it I'm not I on mean, the train. Tyler, Tyler Eifert caught a touchdown. Uh, Tyler dude hasn't caught a touchdown in – I don't, I don't think he's been healthy for two consecutive games in however long that's been. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Hey, yeah. anyone else noticed how quiet Derrick Henry has been this year so far? Yeah, because people are selling out. If the Titans are going to win, they're going to make Ryan Tannehill win. And today, he threw four touchdowns. So, I mean, he proved that he could against the Jacksonville Without Jesus, his top receiver. Which is terrible. And that is also true. Uh Johnu Smith makes up for that with two touchdowns at the tight end position. And as much as I, and I hate to say this, I still, he is my, my elder kicker statesman hated player of the year, but Goskowski, he, he didn't miss any kicks. So I can't say anything bad about him today. Um, including the game winner, basically. Uh, but yeah, no, hey, since, since we don't, since we don't talk about Sunday night football, and I, it, the thought just struck me when I looked up. Y'all heard it here first. Cam Newton will have more rushing touchdowns this year than passing. 
I mean, well, he already does. Well, if he threw the no, ball. No, the whole like, season. The whole season. He will have yeah. more rushing touchdowns than passing. Well, the sweatshirt's going to be realizing that if he throws another ball like he did on the interception, he'd be like, run the ball. You know what's weird is that I looked, I watched these games and it so looks so unlike the Patriots. And it almost seems like Belichick knows this is not me. What are we doing? It's almost like he doesn't have that same poise and control. He probably does. I'm probably just making this up and it's all in my head. But. It just looks weird, man. Yeah, well, it just All looks right. different. Sorry, Brady. sorry to sorry to interrupt. You go back to the next game. All right. Uh, one more game that I want to talk a little bit about, and then we'll just kind of mention the others that that were played. Uh, we we briefly alluded to it earlier, uh, but Kansas City wins twenty three twenty over the Chargers in overtime. Uh, Harrison Bucker kicks a fifty eight yard field goal to win it, but it is the rookie debut. For Justin Herbert, Tyrod Taylor is injured before the game, uh, does not start. And I know what report came out. Anthony Lynn's an idiot. You cannot go back to Tyrod Taylor now. No. You can't. You that, cannot. That, that means you're that saying. You're saying that ship sailed. Dude, you they're saying. There, hey, did that say? That Anthony Lynn just went out and told his front office, hey, thanks for drafting me, this kid, but I'm going to be an idiot and go with. Uh, this this other sorry football player. Thank you for drafting this kid who looked very good today. He very played, good. Played toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes. And Dude, that you, kid, you, that kid, he's he's done. He's the starter now. He should just be it. Like, hey, no, nope, made the switch. Done. That kid got Keenan Allen the ball, which is something Tyrod Taylor could not do. Dude, he made tight throws too. He put dimes. Dude, in there. He's good. He was the most NFL ready quarterback. Other than Joe Burrow in the draft, which we didn't even talk about that game. Joe Burrow already better than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Joe Burrow is the real deal. Oh, 100%. I agree with you. Um, no, Justin Herbert. Okay, this is where you know that Justin Herbert has got a feel for the NFL and can play. He took them on a 10-minute 17-play drive in the fourth quarter. It resulted in a field goal, but still, 10 minutes, 17 plays. You got to burn that clock, and they were playing yeah. with the lead. Exactly. Now, yep. again, it, it still didn't it, – it, there's too much time on the, ball, on the clock left for Patrick Mahomes, which not he doesn't need much time. Um, but, yeah, Chargers – and the Chargers' defense, they for real, without Derwin James. They've always been good, though. I mean, they – I know, but I think – Honestly, for me at least, this is a personal admission. I have I slept on them coming into this year, so I'll admit that. Um, Dude, I have them going three and thirteen. I I, I have them going three and thirteen. I think I've got them going like five and eleven. I have three and thirteen and zero and six in the division. They're going to beat the Broncos and they're going to beat the Raiders. Oh, hundred percent. For the for the Chiefs, um, Clyde comes back to earth, uh, held in check. Mahomes is held in check. I, I think that we, we have to admit that we're underestimating the Chargers if Herbert is con- allowed to continue to start. Because if it's Tyrod, then forget it. The floor is so low. The ceiling is so low. If they really do go back to Tyrod, Anthony Lynch loses his job immediately. <laughs> I'd be – I'm all about that. Fire Anthony Lynn. Uh, we'll Sorry, hold on to that one. We're just, we're just like – we're the Grim Reaper, man. We're taking people out on this show. We are, we are vitriolic against dumb – 
head coaches and bad kickers. Um, that's what we're all about on this show. All right, let me run through these other three games. Just mention them briefly. Um, Arizona wins 30 to 15 over Washington. Arizona D turning things around from last year. They shut out Washington for a whole half. Really not that hard to do. Kyler is the early season dark horse MVP, 26 for 38, 286 and one, but he rushed for 69 and two. He'd be the best quarterback coming out of Oklahoma. Yeah, for real. Uh, for Washington, the only bright spot they really have is Terry McLaurin, who catches 125 yards for uh, with one touchdown. Um, so Washington football team, great. You got your first win. Seattle scores again. Looks like they're about to go up 28-17. Um, um, uh, dark horse for MVP, Kyler Murray. You could say that all you want. Uh, the MVP is either going to be Green Bay's quarterback or the guy playing right now. So. Oh, I and I'm, oh. I'm not. I'm not talking Jackson about Jackson in there anyway. No, no, he's no. not going to win. And I'm going to mention that right now. Baltimore wins 33-16 over Houston. Uh, Baltimore doesn't have a big day offensively. It was their defense that kind of showed up this week, and I know they scored 33 points, but that was kind of spread around. They spread the rushing around. Most carries that some, one player had was 10. That was Gus Edwards. Who saw that coming? J.K. Dobbins after a big first week has yeah. two carries. So John Harbaugh doesn't care. Lamar Jackson. Okay. Because they have uh, so many people who can tote the rock. Now like I know. everybody on that team can run with it. So I mean, Lamar- even their quarterback is a running back. It's true. Lamar Jackson doesn't have a big big game offensively. It's not huge, but he didn't have to. Um, he has in his last nine regular season games. This is impressive, and this is why he he is not just a running back, and I'll be the first to admit it. Twenty eight touchdowns, one interception. In his last nine regular season games. Pretty impressive. It is. It is. And I give him props. For Houston, man, I feel so bad for Deshaun Watson. If you take away Mark Andrews, you take away like 50% of those touchdowns. Yeah. Hollywood Brown's still in there. He probably has the other 45%. Not like Uh, Mark Andrews, dude. Mark Andrews has some kind of like mental connection with uh, uh, Lamar. It works. Um, and then the last game, uh, Cleveland wins 35-30 to 30 over Cincinnati on Thursday night. The Browns get it together offensively. Who cares? It's against Cincinnati's defense, which is god-awful. It's so bad. Um, I mean, they I were making – I think it's hilarious that Baker Mayfield – like, if y'all watch it – I watched that whole game. If you watch Baker Mayfield, every time that Chubb scores a touchdown or – or, or some, he acts like he's the reason that they're winning. I know. I know. Like it is, it is just awful to see him sitting over there all smug. I mean, he is smudge and arrogant. And <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't yes, know. I misquoted that to quote Michael Scott. Yep. Arrogant. Smudge and arrogant because that, oh, oh, I, I, oh, I told Brianna, man, I was like, that dude drives me nuts. What's funny is you take Baker Mayfield off like, and put somebody else in, I bet they crushed the, the Browns or the Bengals. And <laughs> like I said earlier, Joe Burrow already two games into his career, a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Joe Burrow's. My impression, my impression of you watching uh, these games is you're sitting there watching it, yelling at the TV, Brianna's sitting there on her phone, and you're like, man, this guy, blah, 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 blah. She goes, uh-huh, okay, babe. 
That's kind of accurate. During Fact. Cowboys games, she's like, babe, babe, calm down. You're scaring Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that you actually watch them with your family. That's a little dangerous for them, isn't it? <laughs> Let's call it I would never, I would never hurt my family. And Tatum and I actually did a victory lap. We even went outside and <laughs> walked in the rain, going, I'm "Sure, yes." Hey, so. Tatum actually smiled at me today. That was the first. Oh man. Ooh. Hey, mark it down. Uh, no, Joe Burrows. I totally agree. He's a real deal. He has sixty plus pass attempts. That's zero. That's awful. Like zero. No, it is. It is. They they couldn't get the run game going but zero interceptions. Oh, Cam, that was a nice dime. Um, zero interceptions through his first touchdown. He's getting a connection with A.J. Green. So we might just see if it's not Cam, A.J. Green, comeback player of the year. All right, that is all of the games from this week. Again, we'll keep you updated on the Sunday night football game. Patriots driving 28-17 Seahawks. Gentlemen, let's get to our next segment. Third and three. So for third and three tonight, uh, Trent gave us this idea from a uh, podcast that he listens to with the Cowboys. And so uh, we thought we would try it tonight. After two weeks, there's not a whole lot. Last week was overreaction Monday. So this is second week of the NFL. There's still a whole lot, uh, maybe not a whole lot that we know for sure. But we're going to at least tell you what we we know. All right. So uh, we're going to tell you what we know, what we think. And we're also going to be brave enough to admit what we absolutely have no idea about in two weeks of the NFL season. So Trent, let's start with you. Tell us what you know. I know that the Cowboys are going to be better when our two starting tackles are both on the field at the same time. Okay. (laughs) It can't get much worse. All right. Matt, what do you know? I know that the Rams are for real. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with you there. I think I know I had them 12 and four, but that was a very questionable 12 and four in my mind I at had that time. It was like the worst team in that division. But after yeah. two weeks, I know that the Rams are for real. They're, yes. they're a good team. Sean McVay's figured it out. Um, I'll tell you what I know. Um, we're going to see some great rookie quarterback years this year in the NFL between Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And depending on what happens. Yeah, I was was just about to say that. Depending on well, as long as Anthony Lynn doesn't get in the way and Fitzmagic doesn't do just enough. Um but I think I I know I know we're gonna see some great uh I, I, I do believe um and maybe this is what I think, but I'll, I'll save that. Um, I do believe that Joe Burrows will break the NFL touchdown record, even though he's only got a couple. So I think. Oh, is that right. your, I think? No, no, I'm going to save that. I, I'm, I'm, that's, my, that's my bonus, I think. Uh, Trent, what do you think? Oh, man, this one's tough for me. Uh... I think that right now, today, the Seattle Seahawks are the best team in the NFL. Um, Excuse me? 
I, mean, I think that's that's that's. that's right. I think Keep the going. Seattle Seahawks are the best team in the NFL. Okay. And just uh, I think a that was I think a I think b that Jamal Adams has a uh, a big to do about that because of his presence on defense. Yeah. What did I say last week? Real Jamal Adams defensive player of the year possibility at least. All right, Maybe. Matt, what Maybe. do you think i don't i feel like my think is kind of weak because like i always get real hedgy with my predictions about green bay but i think that this offense has figured itself out and is for real because i mean you don't you can't put up 42 and a half points i mean i understand and this is why i'm hedgy and this is why it's and i think i think that we're good and we're not just beating the crap out of bad teams. So I think this offense is for real. I'm not sure. I'm not going to say the Packers are for real because our defense sucks, but I think this offense is really clicking and is going to cause a lot of problems for other teams this year. I thought that last year when the Cowboys were three and zero, but our three wins were against like the dolphins and right. That's why I think this, I just think it, I don't know this. Speaking of the Cowboys, Trent, you've started off the uh, the bird gauntlet. Want to know? So, so actually, I was thinking about that. Do the Cowboys? Do, would we have to beat the Eagles twice? Good question. Because we know. play the Eagles twice, or do you have to just beat them once to complete the bird gauntlet? Is it in a row? Because I thought it was five games in a row. Oh, are they playing five birds in a row? No, because we got the no, no, because oh, we got. Uh, it's just in the, the Ravens are way late oh, okay. in the season. There's okay. no way you could uh, play all five in a row, right? Well, and the and the Cardinals are uh, like a Monday night in October. We got Seattle gotcha. next week, and then I think it's. I think it's football. I can't remember exactly. And I don't have it in front of. I know we have Seattle next week. It's definitely not in a row, though. Okay. All right. I think that we are going to see six coaching changes this season. I think. Name them. I think Adam Gase is gone with the Jets. I think Matt Nagy is gone with the Bears. Dan Quinn for the Falcons. Matt Patricia for Detroit. And I think old boy up in uh, Minnesota, I think uh, they're going to they're gonna give him the boot. Um, how many was that? It's five. Oh, Doug Peterson. It's five. Doug Peterson. The Eagles. Six you know, coaching this changes. This is the first time the Vikings have started 0-2 uh, under Zimmer. And they look yeah. bad. They just – they. I mean, I know a lot of that's Kirk Cousins, but, I mean, you don't have anybody to bring in after him, so – I, I I think I think six I think six coaching changes and I'm not going to say when, um, and it could be seven if Anthony Lynn decides to go with Tyrod Taylor. But anyway, all right, let's finish it out. Trent, what do you have absolutely no earthly idea about? Oh man, I know at the beginning of the season. <laughs> I said 
Michael Gallup, like I was sure Michael Gallup was going to lead the Cowboys uh, three-headed monster. Uh, but I have no idea who is going to lead the Cowboys receiving core at the end of the year. Like, I, Dak's not playing favorites. I mean, Cooper and CeeDee Lamb both got nine targets today. I do feel, though, that Gallup, he gets less targets, but he gets the bigger throws. Um, again, he had another, you know, huge gain today. I don't know if y'all saw that. Uh, so I he, did see that with that great catch on the sideline. I mean, he's literally, I mean, he's one huge catch away from being the second most yardage on the team. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited to see it unfold, but I have no idea who the number one receiver is going to be at the end of the year. Matt, what do you absolutely have no clue about? I have besides a lot of things. <laughs> I have absolutely no earthly idea what is going on in Jacksonville. I cannot tell if they are good or if this is a fluke because they should not be in this situation. My mind says, no, this is not right. I don't know why this is. So I Yeah, but they're still 0-2. Or no, they won they won the first week. Well, they Never won the first week. They're one and one. I have one no one. clue what's going on there. I have no clue if they're good. I have no clue if they are bad. I have no clue what's going on. And I have absolutely no idea what to expect next week. Because with all of the injury uh injury news from today. Uh, look, everything that we've talked about and everything we thought we were sure about, I mean, it's got me questioning a lot of things. Now, granted, some of these players were injury-prone, Saquon, um, but I just don't know what to expect. I mean, I'm not going to go back on any predictions and say all of that is trash, but, man, there is there is, seems to be nothing certain in the NFL this year. I don't know when 2020 is going to strike next. Uh, 2020 struck during the Cowboys game. I didn't even mention this. So we'll end the I don't know segment with, I don't know how Julio Jones <laughs> dropped a wide open touchdown pass other than the fact that 2020 have to be God's favorite team because it was right <laughs> in his bread basket and easy, he dropped it. Easy. That's a little sacrilegious for me. Uh, Matt, Julio Jones is the best receiver in the NFL, is he, he not? Is. He dropped. I, my grandma could have caught that. When I say right in his yeah. bread basket, you must not have seen it. It was an anomaly. It was something that doesn't happen. It was something that you see out of Stranger Things. It was crazy. And it was thrown by Russell Gage, which made it even crazier. Yeah. Yeah. It was a perfect pass, and he dropped it. So I don't know how Julio Jones dropped that ball. Hashtag go 2020. God, I'm going to go with God hates the, uh, the Falcons. And we will know that for certain if Dan Quinn is still their coach after tomorrow. Fourth and short. All right, let's uh, put a nice pretty bow on these things. We're going to get ready to 
shut it down for tonight. I don't have a whole lot to talk about tonight uh, with fourth and short. We got Monday night football uh, coming up tomorrow night. Um, we've got the Saints and the Raiders. First home game for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I do we do we really have any expectations except for the Saints to come out and just smash these guys? Going to be a beautiful stadium, but an ugly game for the Raiders. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be nasty. Um, so. Yeah, we'll 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 catch that for for next week. All right, uh, we we mentioned Trent. Follow him on uh, Twitter. We did post a picture of uh, uh, one of his tweets today. <laughs> one blasting the Cowboys, and I thought I thought it was a wonderful. It was a it's a it was a wonderful picture of the game. It was definitely a good way to wrap it up. Uh, Dude, that was all up here too. I don't I, I don't even know. I like I told Matt, I just black out when I tweet. I don't know. <laughs> yep, it's good. That is a dangerous that is a dangerous uh way to live in the uh the world of tweeting. You realize that, right? Yeah, that's a great way to play. Great way to live. Hey, hey, real quick while while we're wrapping up, while we're wrapping up, uh shameless plug again. Stars are up 1-0 in the Stanley Cup finals. Go start. All right, go stars. Thank you for listening. Peace out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fourth and Short Podcast. Join the conversation and follow us on Instagram at Fourth and Short Podcast.